The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly on up to the 9-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. It is football Friday, technically football Thursday, because the Evergreen Park Mustangs have a Thursday night game. We're going to ask head coach Jerry Verdi why that is their final game of the regular season. They are 6-2, headed to the postseason, but a big win Thursday night on the road could give them one heck of a seed in the playoffs. This episode is an addition, of course, to the normal 30 minutes of good that is the EP podcast. If you missed this week's episode, don't worry. It is available on demand anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. And it's brought to you proudly by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. An 11-month CD is at 3%. A 26-month CD is at 3.25. Lock in those rates today. Stop into our iconic building at 95th and Pulaski. The First National Bank of Evergreen Park invests in the EP community. After all, they love this area as much as you do. They also have that total access checking account. Free ATMs nationwide. Not a select few. Every ATM, no matter what the fee is, they're going to put the money back in your account. Plus, they're giving you a $300 bonus with qualifying activities. Paired with their mobile banking tools and award-winning customer service, switch to a true community bank. It has never been easier. Start banking locally today. There's $100 required to open and no minimum monthly balance. See them in the bank. Get over there, 95th and Pulaski. Tell them the EP podcast sent you, member FDIC. Couple of quick reminders for you. We got into the end of the 2022 road resurfacing project in the Southwest Quadrant on the last episode of the EP podcast. Again, check it out on demand. They are getting towards the end, but watch for road closures. Meanwhile, the farmer's market ends on October the 27th, so get out there. You only have a couple of Thursdays left, 7 a.m. until 1 p.m., Yukich Field, 89th and Kedzie. The Village of Evergreen Park has partnered up with the Cook County Sheriff's Office. They're offering free car light repairs for Cook County residents. Tail lights, headlights, license plate lights all being repaired on October the 27th at the Evergreen Park Senior Center, 9547 South Holman Avenue. It's from 9 a.m. until noon. You have to pre-register. That is required by the 24th of October. Go to ccso.communityengagement at ccsheriff.org. Shoot an email to that address. Get yourself registered. Get free lights. Those things are pretty expensive. Everybody's trying to make you happy. I think there's an election coming up. I'm not sure. It's possible. That's why. I mean, in about a week, these people are just going to start showing up at doors with bushels of money. Speaking of elections, early voting for the November 8th election begins on October the 24th. Evergreen Park's early voting, if I'm not mistaken, is over at the Village Hall for Oak Lawn. I guarantee there's more details at the Evergreen Park Village website. And as trick-or-treating approaches with Halloween... Be aware the kids will be out from about the time the school ends until 7 p.m. trick-or-treating on Halloween Monday, the 31st of October. Make sure you get them some good candy. These kids have had a rough couple of years. If there was ever a year to go with, like, full candy bars, this one seems like a good one. If they could vote on November the 8th, somebody would be giving them full candy bars. Guaranteed. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. 
These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Another victory this past Friday. In fact, the last two victories, 41-14, 33-14 over Eisenhower last Friday. The head coach of the Evergreen Park Mustangs joins us right now, head coach Jerry Verdi. How are you, coach? I'm doing well, Chris. Hey, big win. We talked about that earlier in the season. You get to six, you start making your playoff plans. Is that where your mind is right now? Uh, I mean, I know you got to focus on one more game, but was it good to get to six? Yeah, it was, you know, the, the game Friday night for Eisenhower for us was, it was, it was a good game. You know, we had a, uh, another uh, good week of practice. Um, we were prepared and, and um, you know, the kids went out and executed and, and getting to six wins is, uh, every team will tell you there's a certain amount of relief when you, when you get to that, you're not wondering at all, you know, at five and four, you know, how are you going to get in? Are you not going to get in? And we, you know, we enjoyed it. And, and then uh, on Saturday afternoon, we got back to work for, you know, for week nine because of, of the short week. But and right after the game, it was a good feeling to get to six, no doubt about that. Yeah, you look at the standings right now, you're the only team in your conference that actually has six, although Richard sits ahead of you 5-0 and and you're 4-1 in the conference, and then you've got uh, Revis 5-3, and but you beat them. Eisenhower 5-3 and overall, you beat them. You got Argo coming up now this week. They're five and three. They got three of their five wins out of conference, two and three inside of your grouping. Uh, but you got a bunch of teams right now that feel like they're in, but haven't gotten to that six. So it must be exciting for you to have gotten to it. Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. It takes a lot of the, the guesswork out as you plan for, for week 10. You get a sloppy night on Friday. Uh, we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on air or we might have talked about it off air when I was telling you my regret of not being able to get over there. I was I was marching in the band at 45 years old down the street at Brother Rice because they had a thing for their alumni marching band. I wasn't a football player. I was a, a marching band member. So very different uh, experience. But I was out in the slap and it was miserable for me. Uh, what was it like coaching that game in the slap on Friday night? Well, it, it, anytime it rains like that, and it was a, it was a little bit, you know, chilly and and whatnot. You know, obviously it has a degree of difficulty, but um, if you're able to keep the focus and and you know stick to your game plan and and um, you know not let the conditions you know dictate what you're going to do, especially from an offensive standpoint, and we did not. Um, you know, it, it was fine. It just uh, you know, you end up getting getting kind of soaked, and you're. You're trying to manage, uh, the, you know, the, the the ball carriers and receivers and things like that. Trying to keep their hands dry, you know, this, the centers, the long snappers, and then, um, you know, we have coaches help out, making sure that the, the dry balls go in, go out, you know. Um, and it, it's it it really does take a team effort when when the conditions kind of kind of go awry to um, you know to make sure that uh, everyone's uh, just just trying to play the game as as normally as possible. 
but, um, you know, it ended up working out for us. It really did. And our kids, uh, you know, our, our players uh, reacted really, really well to the adverse conditions. Are those the kind of games that if you can get a lead early, it's hard for the other team to fight back? Yeah, it's, it's funny you mention that. Um, you know, we played a really, really good first half. Um, and, um, you know, we had we had one kind of negative play. We had be an interception. They returned it back uh, to the ten, and at that point we were we were up like twenty to nothing, and then um, it was like a minute and forty five seconds left. And they they returned the interception to the ten, and they end up scoring. So they're you know they're down to a to a you know two possession game again, and we were able to get the ball back and drive right down and score before the end of the half. And uh, you know it really kind of made a statement. Um, and I, I think everyone was feeling kind of good, but when we came out in the second half with that kind of, what should have been a lift, Eisenhower came out and they came out swinging and they really, really played well for about the, the first half of the third quarter. And they had us on the ropes a little bit. And, uh, you know, you think that it, it would have been enough just to kind of put them away, but then it wasn't. <laughs> and, uh, we ended up having to, to step up and we reacted well once we got our footing back and then, you know, towards the end when you're trying to, to scramble and, and, and score quickly, that does make the conditions do make a difference. And to a certain extent, it, it does kind of prohibit the, you know, the, depending on how many scores you're up to, that, that comeback from happening. Big 33-14 to 14 victory, your sixth win. Who's your player of the game? Uh, it's Dijon Feliciano, um, no doubt. And in the offensive line, you know, they played uh, pretty well. But, you know, on a night that probably should have dictated us having to run the ball a lot more than, um, you know, than, than anything else. Um, he was 14 for 19. He completed 14 passes out of 19 attempts, you know, threw for over 150 yards, but he threw three key touchdowns. You know, the times when he completed passes were, were on third down, on fourth down. And he had some really nice scrambles also to, to extend drives and, he also ran in two touchdowns. He, he rushed for 64 yards. And so when, when you account for five touchdowns, you, you had a pretty darn good evening, and, and, and he did, no doubt about that. And it's, uh, you know, and he's still a junior, so he's still growing. He's still improving. Yeah, Dejan Feliciano, it seems to me, has been the center point of when you describe games over the last four or five games. It feels to me like the team goes in the direction that he's going. He has a good game. You guys win, and you win by a comfortable margin sometimes. Not all the time, but you, you do definitely win if he's playing well. If he struggles, the team struggles. Is it safe to say at this point it's the most important player on the field? Well, that's a lot of pressure to put on you know one, one young man. Um, but you know, even a casual football fan knows that you know, the quarterback is the wheel man, and uh, you know, it, it, he, can, he can drive you to some great places and he can, you know, keep the car in park if, if, if he's, if he's struggling and, you know, he's grown a lot and, and we, you know, the offenses can be as complex as you, as you let them be, as long as we understand what we're doing. And uh, the quarterback plays a really key and important role. And, and uh, he's had a couple of really good games where he's, he's seen a lot. He's, you know, you can tell that he's, he's seeing the field a little bit better. You know, the decisions he's making are the ones that we hope, that he would make. And, and when he's able to do that, good things happen. I mean, they really do. And, um, and, and, and he's done a, he's done a great job, but you know, he's not the only one. He can't be successful unless the, you know, the offensive line is, 
is doing their job. He can't be successful if the running backs aren't running hard and hitting the holes correctly and taking some of the pressure off of, off of him in, in key situations, you know. Um, you know, it, it is a team effort, but yet, it's still, yes, it does still go back to the quarterback, you know, regardless of your level of football, when you're running the offense, if, they, if they're doing if they're doing well, the offense usually is doing well. Players like him, uh, you, you know, starting to show uh, another level uh, as a coach, uh, is there something where you start, like, even if it's not just your quarterback, you, you mentioned earlier on uh, one of your defensive ends, I want to say, or defensive lineman, that uh, is a guy that looks like he... You know he's at a different level. Right. Uh, how do you, as as a coach, and how does your coaching staff, when you identify those guys, you see that they're big cogs in the in the, on the team, and they're very important to the team, but also are have that developmental curve that may turn into something bigger, that may see them playing even on a Saturday uh, later on in their careers, or you know they're gonna they're gonna advance on after they're done with high school. Tell me a little bit about. Uh, what goes into coaching the player on an individual level to be able to handle the pressure and still be able to develop? Well, you know, to the core of, you know, your special players, the the, the first thing that comes into into effect is the fact that, you know, are they, are they physically able to to be that special player? You know, we, we've coached, um, my staff's coached a lot of guys over the years that have just worked their rear ends off to, you know, to be, to, 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 to give what they can give, even if it's only on, on special teams, but you know, if you have a, an athlete that has some of the physical gifts, whether that be speed, whether that be the size, whether that be strength, you know, and when you're talking about quarterback, you're talking about speed and you know your ability to throw the ball and and you know, your ability to to see the field and make good decisions. You know, what you can do is you just got to keep pressing them. You know, they they can't get complacent. They can't be happy with where they're at. They they've got to continue to be challenged and understand that, you know, there's still improvement to be made. You know, even guys who, who play on Sunday go through a practice week and there's things that they need to work on. There's things they need to get better. And, and you just have to keep challenging those players to, to continue to improve all the way through, all the way through their senior year. Cause once things kind of get stagnant, that's when, uh, you know, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And there's very few players that ever stay somewhere in between. And, and so you got to keep, keep pressing that to, to get them better. All right, Thursday night game, not a Friday night game. 6 p.m. start, not a 7 p.m. start. You're at Argo. Uh, first off, w- why the weird date and time? And uh, tell me a little bit about this Argo team. Well, most people have heard that there's a, a referee shortage uh, in the state of Illinois and all around for, for just about every sport. So um, our conference made the decision to play on, on a Thursday night. And... Um, you know, it's a 6 p.m. start, so it's starting a little bit earlier because it's uh, school the next day, uh, evening. Um, so it, it's been a really weird week. You know, you get done with the Friday night game, and, and then you're you're putting that game away Saturday morning and then looking ahead, you know, Saturday evening and Sunday um, just to have the three-day, kind of have that three-day turnaround. And it's been like 20 years since the IHSA has done uh, Wednesday uh, first-round playoff games. And so that was kind of the norm, and you know, I I played in some of those Wednesday uh, playoff games, and with, with the short turnarounds, and, uh, and from a coaching standpoint, it just puts a lot of pressure on being able to fit in as much stuff as you possibly can in in a three day practice week, and that's kind of what we've been what we've been dealing with, and and we're preparing for a very good Argo team. You know, they're 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 five and three. They're vastly improved from you know, where they've been and, and they've got a group of kids that play really, really hard. They've got a couple uh, really, really talented players and 
And so, you know, preparing for them has been, been serious and, and um, it's been a really good focus. And, and um, you know, we know it's going to be a, a challenge on Thursday night. And, um, you know, players know that, the coaches know that, and that's been the mind, mindset we've had all week. I guarantee that you're telling them, let's go out, let's get this win, don't worry about the postseason, finish strong, get the 7-2, and two. it's a big statement on your season, show people what you are, all of that. But uh, how much real pressure on this game? You know, if, if something goes wrong, if somehow you come up short, and I know you don't want me to talk about that ahead of time, in reality, you know you're a playoff team and then you're preparing for the postseason. How much hinges on this game in your mind? Well, you, with football, there's a there's a phrase we use and, uh, that I use, and I learned from you know some of the guys that that coached me and, and mentored me as a coach. And, and it's your sense of urgency. You know, what's your team's sense of urgency? And, and we we have a very um, big sense of urgency for for this week because the difference between seven and two and six and three is is big in the playoffs. If you're at seven and two, you've got a pretty decent chance to get a home game for round one. You're at six and three. You have almost no chance to get a home game uh, round one. So, you know, our seniors are playing to get another home game, and um, you know that has been the focus. You know, as as far as uh, the entire week, and and that's something pretty pretty dramatic to play for. You know, the, the that that kind of difference between seven and two and six and three. You know, if we were playing to be seven and two or eight and one it might not be that same sense of urgency, but where we're sitting right now, there's definitely that urgency to, to, to perform and, and, and to play well. And Argos always have been a nice rivalry game for us. And, and um, you know, just like a lot of our conference games and, and our players want to do well, they, you know, they want to play well against the team, you know, uh, that, that they want to beat. And, and uh, I know Argo wants to beat us just as bad as we want to beat them. And, and we know it's going to be a challenge Thursday. It is. It's a shame that it is a Thursday game. Friday is going to be 20 degrees warmer from what I can see on my <laughs> app here. So you're going to be out there. It's going to be a much chillier game when you play on Thursday. But, you know, winning keeps you warm, right, Coach? Yeah, well, you know, the weather, there's going to be a 60-degree high and, and no rain. You know, compare that to the real field temperatures from earlier in the week when we were out there. It was like 30 degrees on the field with a 20-mile-an-hour wind. So it's going to feel like spring as far as we're concerned out there. So the weather will still be better than what it's been um, the rest of the week. Head coach Jerry Verde of the Evergreen Park Mustangs, their final game of the regular season. They're 6-2 and two, going for 7-2, and two, and hopefully a home playoff game to start off the postseason Thursday night, 6 p.m. at Argo. Good luck this week, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Thank you. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the dude is baseman. And the dude is baseman. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. It is basement. Broadcast basement. The is basement. The broad basement. Slancha. The EP podcast.
heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com